Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. I want you to think of two things that are opposite. Just think of two things that are opposite from one another. What's the opposite of war? Peace. What's the opposite of love? Hate. What's the opposite of fire? I think of ice. Maybe there's some other scientific opposite, but they're opposite from one another. Well, today, as Paul is sharing with the Ephesian leaders and as he's saying his farewells, he's giving them a pep talk and telling them, you can do it, guys. He shares two opposite things. And you've got to really look closely to see these two opposite things, where if we live one way that's connected with the world, we're going to experience one thing. And if we live another way that's connected with God, we're going to experience a different thing. And there's a very physical way that we can experience these things that helps us indicate where our heart is. He says this in Acts chapter 20, verse 33. I've never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. Okay, so let's just stop there for a second. What does the word covet mean? Okay, so covet is like, I want something, but it's more than that. I think of the, the closest English word I can think of is crave. It's, um, if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings, it's that moment when Gollum is looking at the ring and he goes, my precious, my precious. And it's so creepy because he just desires that ring more than anything. Think of a stalker stalking somebody. That's a craving. That is not just a, a want. That's not just something that you think is cool. That is a craving. And he says, I've never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. So he's not coveted or craved someone else's wealth. He hasn't craved their status, their things. There's a lot of things you could fill in the blank here. I haven't coveted their job. I haven't coveted their uh, ability. I haven't coveted their relationships that they have. Whatever it is, Paul is warning that we shouldn't be the kind of people who covet. The opposite of coveting is content. And in fact, in many places, Paul says we should be content. He says, I'm content in all things. And so the question is, where can we be content rather than craving or coveting? So we've got to be content. That's the first piece. Verse 34. You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who are with me. And I've been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. So now he moves on from talking about looking at other people's stuff to producing things with his own hands. So he's not being... He's being industrious. The opposite of that would be being lazy. He's not being a sloth. He's not just taking a handout because it's there. He's actually working hard to create so that he can have more. He can sustain himself. And in fact, so he can sustain other people. Because it says, um, I've been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. So the first example he says is, don't covet, be content. The second thing is, he says, don't be lazy, work hard. And he summarizes this by quoting Jesus. In the end of verse 35, it says this, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Okay. It's more blessed to give than to receive. You've probably heard that before. And what's interesting is this is another little red letter segment in the Bible where we hear the words directly from Jesus but these are not a quote from the Gospels. So Paul is quoting Jesus, but he's not quoting something from the Gospels. And we might think, well, maybe Jesus didn't say that, but the Gospels are clear that Jesus said and did many things that were never written down. 
And so Paul's just sharing one of those statements with us. It's more blessed to give than to receive. So what's the opposite of giving? Receiving. How do we avoid being uh, jealous, coveting, lazy? Well, we are generous, we're content, we are hardworking. So how do we cultivate the spirit that we need to, to have? Well, I think the big challenge for us today is to be generous, to be generous, to, um, to be content with what we have, to earn more so that we have a bigger margin so we can give more. That's the end game. The American dream is not about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It should be about how can I be radically generous with everything God has blessed me with. Because if you earn more and you spend less, you have a greater margin to help others. And no more joyful thing you could do would be, uh, than, than would be to just give your uh, stuff away. So let's pray. Father, you are the God who loves us beyond all imagination. You gave everything for us. You held nothing back. You tirelessly created this world effortlessly. And in so doing so, you created for us a, an opportunity to be generous like you are generous. An opportunity to uh, love other people, to care for other people, to share with other people, to earn and to spend less so that we can be more generous. I pray you would provide opportunities this week for us to be generous like you are. God, we love you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.